Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 152 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving this episode a listen. In this quick episode, I'm going to be going through my tips for round two of the men's comp for 2022. I uh, did fairly well in the uh, first round. I went six and three. I missed on the Bulldogs, the Ruse, and the Tigers. And I will let you know two of those three clubs, if I'm not mistaken, I will be tipping them to win this week. So before we dive into the tips, I did want to mention a couple of things. One, uh, negotiations are supposedly still ongoing with regards to getting footy on television here in the United States this year. It has not actually occurred as of yet, uh, based upon everything that I've seen. Yeah, I'm looking at afana.com, the experts here in the United States on uh, everything footy related in terms of uh, what's going on on television here in the U.S., and they have not updated their news section since the 16th, stating that negotiations are going on between the two sides. And, uh, well, it looks like uh, we will not have any footy on regular television to try to bring in new supporters yet another week. Gail, if you're listening, and I know you are, And uh, those of you who are involved in leading Fox Sports here in the United States, if you're listening, and I know you're not, you're too busy looking over eight-year-old footage of a UFC fight to see if you can go ahead and air that next weekend instead of footy. Come on. Do us a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Reach a consensus. Reach a deal. Get some games on television. Help us help you. Boy, does that sound like Jerry Maguire or what? I know, I know. As far as the podcast goes, I had you at hello. If you haven't seen the movie Jerry Maguire, you're missing those references. And if you have seen that before, you're going, that's not too bad for the spontaneity there. Uh, But yeah, I hope they solve something here and they figure something out here pretty soon. Because, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. I know the rest of us who are fans here in the United States who keep telling our friends about this, to keep telling them, check it out. This is a fantastic game. You know, we're, we're not necessarily inviting them all over to our homes, that sort of thing, because some of these people are not nearby. Um, but it would be, I think, an ideal situation to put the games on. And if they need to talk to some people, please reach out to those of us who give a damn about your game here in the States, who really, really care about trying to present this game to people here who would love it, but they don't know about it. And they don't know that they would love it because they haven't discovered my podcast or they haven't discovered Rosanna's or they haven't discovered Donnie's podcast or the two gentlemen uh, that have started up recently out in the Bay Area, the Americans watching the footy. I'm hopefully going to be getting them on the podcast here soon. They haven't discovered us yet. But they might actually discover the game organically if it's on the television allowing them to see it. So hopefully, yeah, I, I know that we're on the other side of the planet. I know that we're not 
priority number one. And, and we shouldn't be priority one number one because we're not, we're not the main focus of this game. I understand that. I'm just trying to help supplement this a little bit on my end to try to bring more Americans to the greatest game on the planet. And I keep trying to recruit people. Um, and speaking of recruiting people, I have had a couple people reach out and say that they think this is a good idea to get uh, Australian footy fans who are also NFL fans together to talk about the AFL and then take that discussion back to their NFL brethren and fans and friends who are on social media here in the U.S. and be able to use that podcast episode as a tool to help recruit them. Of course, this is putting the cart in front of the horse because if we don't have any sort of an agreement for the games to actually get on television in here, this is going to be falling on deaf ears. I would still love to have this conversation to be able to set it aside for some time down the road. And if you're interested in doing that, I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com or send me a DM or send me a note on Messenger or reach out to me on my website, a yank on the footy.com, and drop me a message there. I would love to set something up where we can get a Zoom call going with uh, six or eight of us to talk about the AFL from the vantage point of an Australian NFL fan and why it would be a great consideration for NFL fans here in the United States to check out this fantastic game because I I truly believe that if given the opportunity and we use the right uh, recruiting techniques I don't want to use the word bait because bait implies to me like they're about to get caught in a mouse trap or a rat trap or something like that and it can be a painful experience it's not that at all it's an inducement an enticement or hopefully an incentive for them to want to check this thing out so if you're interested in doing that, I would love to sit down and chat with you and and set up a time here in the next month or so to have that discussion. So please reach out if you're uh, if you're interested in doing that. Okay. Also, one other thing, and it's not footy related directly, and it doesn't necessarily impact the United States, but being so you know from a distance, being so, I'd like to think that I'm somewhat connected. Uh, that I'm kind of in tune with a little bit what goes on in Australia. Yes, I've never been there before. It's not my adopted country. I love the game. I, I, I love engaging with all of you that I talk to. I mean, there's some people who I, I, who I have spoken with for the last several years who I, I, I do care for. I, I care about them. I worry about them. You know, I, I, I pray for their happiness, for their success, for their health. And, uh, but then there's also stories that, that have gripped or have been embraced by the entire country of Australia. And that has been the last several years of a phenomenal young lady from your country, Ash Barty. And I know that Ms. Barty is a mad Richmond supporter, uh, having been able to present the 2020, uh, Premiership Cup, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw a photograph of that being uh, done after the grand final or thereabouts. But as, as you know, she did step away from tennis at the age of 25. And she's accomplished a great deal. And from what it sounded like, she basically was saying she had given her all to tennis. And again, I am, I'm not 
very knowledgeable about tennis. But I did tune in and watch her play a few times, and it just was it was fun to watch her perform. And she played the game, and it and it certainly appears from my vantage point, from where I'm sitting, that she handles every aspect of her life with a plum and grace and humility, but not forgetting that she's just another person. You know, the the having, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, that, that people sort of condemned her for having a beer after she won, I believe, the Australian Open recently. Uh, but she's just another person like we are. Yes, she's a phenomenal tennis player. But I did see an interesting story today on uh, the women's.afl, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes, that was suggesting that maybe she's stepping away for te- from tennis because she wants to give the AFLW a shot. Now, I have no idea. I don't know what her background is with regards to having played footy. I, I, I don't know if that's something she's wanting to do. You know, maybe she wants to be, you know, somebody who gets involved with being able to be around throughout the entire footy season to watch the Tigers play now that things are coming back to some normalcy. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe she has given everything that she has to tennis. I wish her nothing but the best in her future. You know, she's the same age as one of my children. I wish her nothing but the best. And it's, it's you know, she's had a phenomenal career in tennis already. And who knows, maybe she decides to come back to that game sometime down the road. But if she doesn't, her name is cemented in tennis history forever. It's there because she's won majors. She's been the number one player, a dominant player in her chosen sport. Now, does she make this transition to the AFLW? I have no idea. I just saw it. I thought it was, uh, you know, somebody just hypothesizing. Um, but uh, maybe that's something she's thinking about in the back of her mind that she wants to give it a try. Who knows? If she does, that's fantastic. Now, don't forget that uh, if you're interested in having your local footy club, whether it you know be an Auskick club all the way up to your uh, your senior side, um, getting a shout out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email at yankonthefootygmail.com or shoot me shoot me a note on Messenger or Twitter or on Instagram or a note on my website yankonthefooty.com. Leave me the particulars, you know, links to your club's website, a little bit about your club that you'd like me to share if you have some sort of an upcoming event. Um, I know that uh, this weekend or next weekend that uh, Ricky Nixon and uh, I believe Heath Adams are playing uh, for a club up in Queensland, I believe, up in the Brisbane area, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be wrong on the location. Uh, but it's up on Mr. Nixon's uh, Instagram page. And it's, you know, it's, they're traveling throughout the country, I believe, to every state to help promote local footy this year after, you know, the impact of COVID over the last couple of years. So, uh, gentlemen, I tip my cap to you for this. I know Dane Swan's going to be getting involved with this as well. This is a, a wonderful gesture on your part to help to get local footy reestablished. And, and that's kind of what I want to do with regards to giving shout outs to clubs. Cause I, you know, I, again, it's just another way that I learned a little bit more about the game from my vantage point. So if you're interested in getting a shout out for your club, please 
shoot me a note and and let me know and I'll I'll get you scheduled and get you on there to talk about that. So let's jump into my tips for this round. Okay, and we're going to go through the games in the order that they are scheduled as of right now. And I know that in just a few hours, the uh, Bulldogs and the Blues are going to be uh, hitting the Oval at Marvel Stadium. And the Blues, you know, they're they're looking like they're going to be missing several people from uh, their side, including uh, their recent import, Adam Chera. The good news is that Sam Walsh is going to be back in the starting 18. And, um, you know, this is a this is going to be a very compelling game. They're coming off of a lot of confidence, having knocked off a very good, a very you know veteran Tigers side, beating them rather handily. And of course, you know they are going to be without Michael Voss, who's going to be out for uh, COVID protocol this game as well. Uh, the Bulldogs—they're coming off of a tough loss in the grand final rematch. You know, Luke Beveridge had a let's just let's just put it this way—he had an interesting week uh, following his confrontation with uh, with Tom Morris. I'm not going to get into the Morris uh, situation there. You've 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 heard the audio. I've heard the audio. It's disturbing. Uh, you know, hopefully, redemption arcs for everyone occur. So hopefully, his will happen at some time as well. You know, uh, Coach Beveridge, you know, did apologize for his actions. Uh, short, you know, the, I believe the day after he uh, lashed out. And, uh, and again, I, I, I don't know a great deal about his history as a player. I know he's a hard-nosed player because he looks certainly like a hard-nosed individual that could still go out and probably give you 30 minutes a game and, you know, put some tackles on some people. But I think he realized that maybe he overstepped uh, with what he had said there. But, but there are others who were saying that he said what needed to be said. So I think this is a game Carlton can definitely win. I guess it's going to be a fantastic game. Might be the best, might be the second best game of the weekend because the second, the game following this one, I think is going to be the best matchup of the weekend. But I'm going to go with the Bulldogs on this one because I don't think the Bulldogs are going to go 0 2 this year. I think the Bulldogs take this one by 11 points. Now, we move on to the SCG. And of course, the big issue there is the quest for 1,000. And will Buddy get there? And, And next up, the Cats have him in their sights. Uh, and he has them in their sights as well. Now, let's be honest. Last week, the Cats just came out guns blazing against Essendon. I'm a Cat supporter. My friend who's an Essendon supporter was supposed to come over to watch the game. He was unable to make it. He had gone out of town for dinner with his wife and family at his wife's parents' home and was not able to get back in town in time. I did not see that happening with the Cats. I I thought this was going to be a close contest. I was impressed. You know, I... As I mentioned in the episode that I did a couple days ago, you know, the story was with the Cats that they were going to get out and run this year. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, we're the oldest side in the comp. We're going to get out and run? How's that going to go? Well, in 31, 32 degree heat, it worked pretty damn well last weekend. So I think this is going to be one heck of a competitive game. Now, here's the thing, you know, I'd love to see a repeat performance, of course. As, as, as you know, if you listen for a long time, I want to see the Cats win, and then I want to watch eight other great games. That's my goal each weekend. Cats aren't going to win every game. Okay, it's not going to happen. You know, I think it's it's questionable, you know, as to whether or not Jeremy Cameron is going to be playing this weekend, uh, coming back off of that hip injury. It sounded like he's, he's going to be able to go, but if there's any question – it's early enough in the season that I think that maybe they, they err on the side of caution and hold him out. 
and move Radigalia up into that spot and uh, and bring somebody else into the side to replace Radigalia in his position. Maybe they don't play with three talls up front this week. And the Swans, this is a very good up-and-coming side. And they can play with anybody. Okay? Very impressive matchup last week with the uh, with the Giants. And I actually have two tips for this game. First, Buddy is going to get a couple of goals this week. But he's going to end up finishing up this game at 998. So sorry, you're not going to get to run on the ground at the SCG to celebrate goal 1,000. Secondly, and as much as it pains me to say this, I think the Swans win this one by eight points. It's at the SCG. Buddy Fever is going on. Cameron may be a little more dinged than we want to give him credit for. So I'm going to give I'm going to go with the Swans to win this one by eight. Now, I the Cats, of course, can win this one. And I will not be surprised. And of course, I hope they win it. But I just I for some reason I see Sydney taking this one this week. Okay, then we move on to the MCG for Collingwood and Adelaide. And young Mr. Rochelle had a phenomenal debut, helping to bring the, the Crows back into contention against uh, Fremantle last week. Just a, a great effort his first time out. I mean, I, I wish I would have done something that stupendous when I was 18 years old, but uh, I don't think I did. Now the Magpies. They played an inspired game this past week, you know, led by Nick Dacos in his debut. And I think the best word to describe it, the enigmatic Jordan Ngoi. So a young man with all the talent in the world. And if he gets himself focused and gets his head on right, he could be, you know, a dominant player in the game for the next six to eight years. And, and I hope that happens because I don't, I don't wish anybody in, in their profession, in any profession, to have demons that preclude them from doing their job effectively. Okay, whether it be, you know, an emotional issue that might impact your job as a, you know, as, I don't know, working in, a, in an office or in a factory or as a school teacher or, you know, or some substance abuse type thing or, or anger issues. I don't wish that on anybody. I hope that Jordan Degoe just is able to keep his, you know, nose clean and go out and have a phenomenal year. Because the game is a hell of a lot more fun to watch when he's out there playing the game at a high level. And this is a very good side, okay? This is a very good side. Now, you know, the Crows, like I said, they played a great back-and-forth game with the Dockers. They went down by 25. They came back. They battled back. And they almost won the darn game. Now, I do think right at this point in time, though, the, the Magpies, even though we look at them as being a young side, if you look at their list, this is still a very veteran side, and I'm going to go with the Magpies in this game, and I've got them winning this one by 14 points. And then we move on to Essendon and Brisbane, and this is going to be at Marvel Stadium. This is the second game of the weekend at Marvel, and the Bombers get the chance to get off the mat after, well, for lack of better terminology, getting their butts kicked by Geelong, Okay. It was an ugly game for them, and I, I, I think they're the first ones to say it. Okay, I mean, I watched some of the uh, the clips from AFL uh, tonight this week, and they, they were pretty humble about how things went this week. Now, are they going to play better this week than they did last week? Probably, but they're facing another top-four side in Brisbane. And they're going to get Jake Stringer back, who is an inspirational leader for that club, but 
the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away because they're going to be without Nick Martin. Saw him interviewed on uh, 360 with uh, Robo and, and Waitley the other day. And not long after that, he goes into COVID protocol. So he's going to miss this week after having kicked five goals. You know, I, I wish him, you know, good health here coming back, hopefully next week. Hopefully he's able to get back out there because if I'm not mistaken, they've got another top four side or top eight side coming up in, in uh, week three. I think it's either the Bulldogs or the Ds. I don't have the schedule or the fixture in front of me right now. Now, Dane Zorko might be out this week with a leg injury. But I think ultimately the Lions are still too strong of a side for Essendon at this point. And even though they're, they're having to travel to Melbourne for this one, I do think the Lions take this one by 15 points. Okay? And then we move on to the Adelaide Oval for Port Adelaide hosting Hawthorne. And Port, just a devastating injury for them. They're going to be without Alir Alir for the next 8 to 12 weeks with that, uh, I'm just going to say foot injury. You know that big S word. It's not a word that we use in athletics here. I mean, I'm, I know the same injury happens here in the United States in football and baseball and basketball, that sort of thing. But that syndemosis, I, I know I'm saying it wrong and I apologize. And you're probably laughing at me right now. Uh, you're not laughing with me. You're laughing at me and that's okay. I've been a teacher for almost 28 years. I'm used to people laughing at me. Um, his foot injury is going to keep him out for the next couple of months. They're also likely to still be without Charlie Dixon, without Robbie Gray, and without Xavier Dersma. So those are a lot of big outs for a, a good side playing their first game at home. Now, the Hawks are coming in pretty healthy. And James Sicily got a game's worth of experience under his belt. Getting back into the side after having missed a year. Okay? Now... This is my upset special for the week, okay? And I could complete, be completely wrong about this. And those of you who are in Adelaide, who are listening to this, who are now saying all sorts of hateful things to me, uh, I hope you'll still listen next week. But I'm going to tip Hawthorne to win this one in the biggest upset of the round. I just think they're healthier right now, and there's a lot of big outs for Port Adelaide. Now, maybe, maybe Dersma plays. Maybe Robbie Gray does play. They were questionable. They were tests. But, you know, the way, De the way Dersma came off the ground the other day after that uh, collision with Mitch Robinson, and, and don't get me started on the, the Willie Rioli and, and Mitch Robinson, which one ended up having the suspension upheld and which one didn't, because I'm sorry, guys. I, uh, I've been watching the game for a little over six years now, and watching those two events, I have to ask a question. Just what in the hell is the tribunal actually doing? I mean, do, do they do they actually the, the guy that came out the other day that did the very deliberate coin flip at the start of one of the games? Is he actually on the tribunal and just goes in there because they don't allow cameras in as far as I know? Does he actually just go in there and flip a coin to make the decision? Is that how Robinson ended, uh, ended up getting suspended and uh, Willie Rioli ended up getting off? I mean, I, I just I, you know, for lack of better terminology, Willie Rioli smoked Matt Rawl. It had to be said, okay? It was there. I put it up on a golf tee. I took a swing at it. Uh, I, I the uh, the Rory Sloan, uh, I think it's Rory Sloan that with uh, Adelaide, the the raking of the hand across the eyes and such. I don't know about that one. You know, I think he got off as well, but it, that that one could have been the suspension also. But I'm still trying to figure out how Rioli is not sitting out for a week. You know, does the league did did the tribunal think, hey, we kind of feel guilty about him having to have missed so much time? 
for marijuana? I mean, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me that because I just don't get that one. But again, Port Adelaide to Hawthorne. I've got Hawthorne winning this one at the Adelaide Oval by seven points in my upset of the week. Okay. And we move on to Metricon for Gold Coast and for Melbourne. And the Suns got themselves a huge, huge victory last week. A, a, is it a, is it a club defining victory? I don't think so because West Coast was beat up pretty bad. They had a lot of injuries. But they went and did something they hadn't done before. They beat West Coast in Perth. Good on you, good on you, uh, Gold Coast. Congratulations. It was a hell of a game. You know, Tuke Miller, Matt Rowell, you know, part of a very good, young, developing midfield. Is this going to continue going forward for them? Probably. I think they're going to win, you know, a pretty significant handful of games this year. I don't think it's going to be enough to get into finals. And I don't think this is a game that they win either. Okay. They beat a depleted Eagle squad. But here's the thing. I think they'll be competitive against the defending premiers. But the D's are not a depleted squad, okay? And I think that I think that the D's win this game at Metricon by at least 13 points. All right, then we move on to North Melbourne and West Coast, and we're back at Marvel for the third game of the weekend. Hopefully, the grass gets a chance to cool off a little bit. Now the Roos they dropped a hard-fought game against the Hawks. Uh, young Mr. Horn Francis, you know, great debut. Didn't have, you know, didn't kick the, the number of goals that, you know, that Joshua Shelley kicked or Nick Martin had kicked. But, hey, he'd been on the list longer than Nick Martin. You know, Nick Martin had to come in and make a name for himself. They're likely to be, you know, um, they're likely to be without uh, the Eagles, again, are likely to be without a few big names. They're going to get a couple back, but they've still got a few that are going to be out due to injury. Um, I've still not yet seen whether or not Tim Kelly's going to be back or Liam Ryan's going to be back because I know that they were in COVID protocol. I would guess that they're going to be back. Um, you know, I think the Ruse are catching the Eagles at the right time, though, because they're not completely healthy. They don't have their full list. Because I think if the if the Eagles have their full list available to them, and they're and still coming to play at Marvel, I think the Eagles probably win this game rather handily. Because I think the Eagles are still a good enough side if the whole club is healthy. But at this point in time, they're not. Okay. They're wounded. They're making their first cross-country trek of the year. I'm going to go with North Melbourne to win this one in a minor upset. I don't think this is as big an upset as me tipping Hawthorne over Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. But I'm going to go with North Melbourne to win this one in a minor upset by eight points. And then we move on to Richmond and GWS. And this and I was reading through some things and took a look at my Twitter feed and boom, news just exploded on Twitter impacting this game and this is at the mcg jack rewalt's going to likely be out for the next week or two after having thumb surgery and having uh having had the tin man from the wizard of oz put into his hand Dion presti and nick vlaston is going to be are going to both be out for a week or two at least with soft tissue injuries but the big news of the day was dustin martin announcing that just a little while ago that he's going to be taking a leave of absence from the club and Again, I wish this young man nothing but the best. You know, he's he has had one hell of a tough off season. You know, recovering from the the what what I guess you would have to say with the catastrophic injuries that he suffered last year. Then also losing his father. I mean, it's it's 
it has got to be a, a difficult thing for him to be dealing with. And I, and I wish him as, you know, as a footy fan and as just simply man to man, I wish him the best in getting himself leveled and feeling to where he can do the things that he wants to do in life. Now, I saw somebody speculating that, that he was going to step away from the game and he was going to retire. God, I hope that doesn't happen. This, if, if he's healthy, this, this young man has so much more to give to the game. Now, if he, we have precedence in this episode of somebody stepping away from their, their sport of preference in their prime. And again, I have not seen anything that states that, that, uh, that Dusty's going to be stepping away from the game permanently, but just for a, a short period of time from what it sounds like. And I, I wish him well in getting himself situated. The Giants are coming in relatively healthy, but of course they're still missing their spark plug, and they won't get him back till round six. So they've got five more games to play, or four more games to play without him. Maybe five. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants to win this one by 14 points because they're going to be without Rewald, because they're going to probably be without Dusty Martin. Now, if Dusty comes back and plays this weekend, this game is probably going to be closer. I still think the Giants might have just enough to get over the line against them, but I think that the Giants are going to win this one either way. And then the last game of the weekend, we're heading out to Optus, and that's for Fremantle and St. Kilda. Now, the Dockers look like they're likely going to be adding Nat Fife and Sean Darcy back into the side this weekend. Uh, I don't know if Matthew Tavener is going to be back or not yet. Uh, they're coming off a, a, an inspiring win, you know, following the actions of the Great Wall of Chapman. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. If, if if that gentleman, that young man has not picked out a Halloween costume, as I mentioned on Monday night during the live episode, if he hasn't picked out a, a brick wall costume for Halloween this year, somebody needs to get that for him. Okay? And I, I don't know if other clubs do the uh, end-of-the-season thing that I've seen the Cats do where they dress in goofy costumes at their, at their little last gathering there, but hopefully somebody gets him a brick wall to dress up as whenever the, the Docker season ends because... So appropriate. Just, you know, absolutely brilliant on his part. All right. Now, the Saints, they dropped the game to the developing Magpies. The Saints are are, are quality side, okay? They, they've got some holes in their side, but they're, they're still a quality side. I think they're somewhat on par with Fremantle. But I think if the, if the Dockers can kick the ball where they want it to go once they get inside 50. Notice I didn't say kick the ball straight because in some instances, of course, you don't want to kick the ball straight. I do think that they're going to win this one, not handily, but comfortably. I've got Fremantle winning their home opener by 10 points. And and Docker supporters, I'm really excited for you to be able to get back out there and see your club in a game for points at home. It's 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 an exciting thing. It's an exciting time. I'm, I'm so glad that the season is up and running. So those are my tips for this week, okay? You're probably going to tell me where I'm wrong. And I'm, I've probably made you mad because I tipped against your club. And again, please, please, please do not take my advice. Okay? Do not take my advice on this. This is simply for entertainment purposes only. And in fact, you know what? I do want to give a shout-out here real quickly. And, and I'm going to go ahead and keep talking here for just a moment while I look this up. Because I was, I was absolutely floored by this episode that I listened to the other night. And I want to give a shout-out to... Um, Christopher Peppers, Peps from the Lace Out podcast. And he had an episode that came out on the 22nd, which I guess is two days ago, with a gentleman by the name of Tim Costello. Uh, and if you're somebody who enjoys, you know, placing a multi or placing a bet on a game, okay, that's fine. I have, you go ahead and, 
and and enjoy that. Have fun with that, you know. But like the commercials say, you know, please be careful with it. You know, I I've never placed a bet on a game. This is not me trying to sound holier than thou or anything like that. It's just just I've never had any disposable income to do that. Okay, because when my wife and I got married and we we had our kids, we made a decision that that she was for the foreseeable future going to, you know, be a we decided at that point in time and my son's 25 that he was that she was going to be a stay at home mom until our kids got into school. Uh, She had formerly been a teacher and she works in a different field now. And it worked out, I think, pretty well for us. You know, we had we've got two fairly well adjusted kids. one who got to go to college as a result of signing up to defend the country in the United States Navy. So he actually got paid to go to college. So he didn't incur any college debt. So I kind of look at, I kind of look at him having gotten paid to go to college as a, uh, as a salary that we earned, you know, with one of our, one of us as one of us as stay at home parents. So money was very tight for the first, 10 years or so that we were married or 11 years we were married because, you know, we were, you know, we were a one income family. So I, I, I've never had extra money to go and, you know, to even do things like buy lottery tickets. I, I might've bought a lottery ticket once or twice in my life, but I couldn't tell you the last time I bought one. I would love to win the lottery. If they would just tell me, they would call me up and say, Hey, you won the lottery. Say, great. I would, I'd be thrilled about that. But, uh, I guess I'd have to buy a ticket first for that to happen. But the interview that, that Chris Pe- Christopher Peppers did on Lace Out the other day with Tim Costello was absolutely fascinating. And it was it was a little disturbing in terms of how and I think the term that he used, and I and I hope you'll listen to it, is that he talked about how many of the ads that are out there, and and I know how involved gambling is with the AFL, and it's becoming more so with the NFL as well now, where there, where we're seeing a lot of sports betting uh, advertising on television here as well with famous people involved. And, and uh, you know, and I know you've had that there. I just was watching uh, one of the programs earlier today and saw Shaquille O'Neal for, you know, his, you know, for a multi that he was placing as well. And I, and, you know, we had, you know, Mark Wahlberg last year and Alan Iverson has been encouraging people to place bets. And I don't know. I, I just... I guess that's kind of a hard pill for me to swallow as an American that 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 we're exporting our stars, if you will, trying to encourage people to to place bets. I I, I don't know. I just I'm. I guess I'd much rather watch a Bunnings Warehouse ad if if you ask me. But but I know that that's what pays the bills uh, for the league, and I know that you know a lot of the clubs have gotten rid of the. I think they call them the pokey machines, the poker machines there. You know, I'm again, yeah, I've never been in a casino either. I mean, it's just, it's not something that has ever interested me. I've never have never had that thrill of that sort of thing. Okay. I, uh, I guess my thrill was always, you know, you know, can I, you know, before I started losing the weight that I've lost and I'm, I'm down now since the middle of August, I'm down about 85 pounds since the middle of August, which is what, uh, a little over 40 kilos around 40 kilos since the beginning of August. So my, my gambling used to be how many slices of pizza can I eat before I pass out? Um, and I usually lost those bets. 
So I strongly encourage you to check out um, that episode of Lace Out. Uh, and again, if you're not listening to Chris's podcast, you know, Chris and uh, J-Dog, when they do their other episodes, this was a very serious one. Their other episodes are, are, are highly entertaining, a lot of fun. He's been a great friend of the podcast. I, I, I love being able to mention his show. But if you're somebody who enjoys watching footy for the sake of watching footy and you're concerned about all of the sports bet advertising that you see on television during the games. And I don't know, I don't know as far as other sports in terms of whether or not they show up there. I don't have a clue as far as how that works because I don't I don't want I don't get to watch the NRL or the NBL or cricket or anything of that nature. I don't I don't know whether there's any types of advertising like that sort of thing going on there. But if that's something that concerns you, I strongly encourage you to give it a listen because it's it's a really powerful episode. Okay. So Peps, I and I reached out to him as soon as I, I listened to it on Monday morning at school. And it just was it was just powerful. It was it was just I was blown away by it. I was I was listening to it as I was having my breakfast in my classroom and just was and I and like I said, I reached out to him and was actually typing the, the note to him as I was listening to it. It was just it was that impactful an episode. So I will put a link to that one in the show notes if you are interested interested in checking that one out. Now, folks, don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll consider checking it out. I do hope you'll uh, sign up for the mailing list there so when I do my live episodes, I can send you a link and uh, hopefully get you on the live episodes. I didn't have anybody on the live episode this week. I had somebody that tried to come on, but when I clicked on it, they weren't there, and I was getting a little bit of feedback in my headphones, so I need to do I need to do a practice episode this weekend to make sure I can clear up what I was doing there because, like I said, I haven't done a live episode since last September. Uh, but I'll get that cleaned up before I go live again next Monday night. Uh, like I said, I do hope you'll check out the website, yankonthefooty.com. You can leave me a review if you enjoy the podcast. I hope you'll consider leaving me a review there. It lets me share your thoughts with other prospective listeners. And if, if your kind words and your support for the show is genuine, that can certainly help to encourage new listeners to check out the podcast. Because I, again, as I've mentioned before, I can't go door to door and knock on people's front doors and say, Hey, you want to check out my podcast? Because well, I'd really need really long arms to do that. Now, if you want to help out the show, you can, uh, Check out my Buy Me a Coffee page, which is in the bottom left-hand corner of my website. Or you can check out the podcast gear, which is on my Redbubble page. And again, click on the store button up at the top. That'll take you to that. And folks, thanks for checking out this episode. Now, don't forget that you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com and on Twitter at yank underscore on and on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. And I am on the uh, AFL Reddit uh, app as well as a yank on the footy. So if you're over there listening from from that, I'd love to reach out there. I don't get down that one as often as I as I should because I I'm I don't know if I'm intimidated by it, but there's there's a lot of knowledgeable people over there, and I just haven't. I'm maybe I'm too old to be on Reddit. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not so cool. I'm not cool enough to be on there. But again, if you sign up for the mailing list, when new episodes come out, they go to your inbox as soon as they have been published. And I do send out links to the live episodes beforehand as well. I'm not bombarding your 
emails with, you know, codes to buy things or anything of that nature. Um, at least I haven't done so as of yet. But if you want to sign up, that would be a huge help. Like I said, the new episodes will be there as soon as they come out. Uh, folks, I want to thank you for listening. You know, we're fans of our club. Some of us are happy about the way the season started. Some of us are a little down in the dumps about round one. But round two is here. It's a chance for our clubs to get redemption. If we didn't win this week, it's a chance for some clubs to go 2-0. and Some clubs to get back to even. But, of course, there will probably be a club or two that start out the year 0-2. And I think I actually tipped a couple of those this weekend. So I apologize to your club if that's the case. But, folks, we love this game, this fantastic game, the the greatest game on the planet. And, again, I cannot thank you enough for listening. I do hope that you will share a link to this episode or your favorite episode or tell your friends about it, you know, sitting down at lunch and, and tell them about this crazy yank who's talking about your national game that, that I've fallen in love with that I can't tell enough people about because it, it, has, it has percolated into my system. And every day that goes by, footy is becoming more and more a part of my DNA. Unfortunately, I'm not planning on having any more children, so... That DNA will not necessarily be getting directly passed along to anybody else in terms of that fashion, in terms of there being new footy fans coming into the household. But, again, I do hope you'll share your favorite episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the kind words and the continued support. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 152 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy and on Reddit at A Yank on the Footy. And I'm on Big Footy as well, and I think it's Ohio Cats fan over there because I've not figured out how to change my name on there. And don't forget to check out the website at yankonthefooty.com. And if you're wanting to be a guest you're wanting to be a guest and I just had somebody sign up today if you've got a great story because if you've noticed from my interviews yeah I love talking footy but I also love learning about what makes footy fans tick and what their lives are like because I'm a history buff I'm a pop culture buff I love learning about other people so if you're interested in that sort of thing head over to my website fill out the register as a guest form I would love to connect with you and get you on the air and again one last time if you are an NFL fan who happens to be Australian and you want are interested in being part of that roundtable, please send me a note so I can get you on the list so we can set up a Zoom call to do that. Okay? Again, hopefully you'll share the podcast with your folks. And ladies and gentlemen, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>